on today's episode of Locked On Golden Gophers. Minnesota basketball lost another player to the transfer portal over the weekend in Trey Williams. We'll talk about his departure as Ben Johnson can't keep him at the school. And also, what else has Ben Johnson been up to in the weekend of Gopher basketball? We'll tell you about that and everything else you may have missed over the weekend in Minnesota sports. And also, the Minnesota hockey season came to an end yesterday. We'll break down the loss to Minnesota State and also what another loss, and now eight years at least removed from the Frozen Four, means for the program in Minnesota hockey. That's coming up today, right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Welcome into the show, Nate Dickinson with you. Today's program is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Built Bar, the best protein bars out there, and we'll tell you about it later. We're getting down to near the end of figuring out which of the Built Bars is best in Built Bar Madness. Again, coming up today, we're talking gopher hockey and gopher basketball. But before we get to all of that, let's tell you about everything you may have missed over the weekend in Minnesota sports news. Well, we mentioned off the top of the show, Minnesota basketball has now lost its fourth player to the transfer portal since the end of the season. Trey Johnson is transferring after two years with Minnesota. He was a player who, as we'll discuss later, started 13 out of 27 games this season for the Gophers. And after other players had left already, it was looking like he could be a major contributor under the first season of Ben Johnson's era here at Minnesota. He will now no longer, at least it looks like, as he could come back be with the Gophers again. Also, in some news outside of Minnesota, just in college basketball in general, just because it was pretty big news, I'll bring it up. Michigan, now the only Big Ten team left in the NCAA tournament. That's something you probably already knew. Something you probably also already knew. The Indiana Hoosiers have hired their next head coach. Them and Minnesota were looking and have found now their next leaders. Mike Woodson taking over things in Bloomington after a history in the NBA and now, for the first time, a college D1 coach. I like the Gophers hire, by the way. If you're just asking me, Ben Johnson seems like the kind of guy you can build around. Mike Woodson, a coach you already know, and you kind of already know what his style is, and a lot of questions already being asked about can he do this at the college level and have the Hoosiers be what Michigan is looking like right now under a guy like Jawan Howard, who, again, hadn't coached at college before taking over the Wolverines. But again, that's something for a Locked On Hoosiers podcast. This is Locked On Golden Gophers. Let's get in back again to what the Gophers have been up to. In softball news, McKenna Partain has scored her 198th run in a Minnesota Gopher uniform. That sets a Minnesota Gopher school record. And there were plenty of other awards and achievements over the weekend for Minnesota, too. Max McHugh keeps on winning national championships in the pool for the Gophers. He won two of them over the weekend. McHugh won the 100 and 200 breaststroke at the NCAA championships to take home a pair of national titles and as we tweeted over the weekend, too, at LO Golden Gophers, it's becoming kind of a habit with guys like Gable Stevenson and now Max McHugh. All sorts of success going on around the Gophers here in these winter sports, and it'll turn into spring success, too, I'm sure. Moving on for further uh, again, Minnesota football spring practices officially start today. They're going to be going full-on spring practice for the first time today. We heard from P.J. Fleck last week, and he told us that the team did take part in some things Thursday and Friday, but this is the first time where they're really able to do everything that they can during this permitted spring practice time. So they'll get back on the gridiron today 
And again, we mentioned last week too that Minnesota has left open a window for you to possibly be able to attend a spring game if it does take place that way. But everything else there will not be fans for the rest of the spring. Only one thing to look forward to there. Also, Minnesota hockey lost in the Elite Eight yesterday of the NCAA tournament. Mentioned at the top of the show, the Gophers fall to the Mavericks of Minnesota State in the Elite Eight. And now the Mavericks move on to the Frozen Four for the first time in school history. A day after getting their first NCAA tournament win in school history. Minnesota season comes to an end. We'll talk more about that at the end of our show. So I won't get too much further into it here. Also, wrestlers Sean Russell and Mitch McKee made the Olympic trials yesterday at a last-chance qualifier to get to those trials over the weekend. Congrats to both of them. And also congrats to Zach Robb of Minnesota Golden Gopher Baseball. He's now uh, on the watch list for the Golden Spikes Award for this season, too. As far as Gopher scores from over the weekend, yesterday, the women's tennis team lost against Illinois 4-3 the final score. Softball lost on the road at Illinois 8-0. Baseball lost at Nebraska Nebraska 10-2. Soccer won against Maryland 1-0. Men's tennis got a win against Indiana 6-1. Men's hockey lost against Michigan State 4-0. And over the weekend on Saturday, men's golf finished 24th out of 28 at the Goodwin. Angus Flanagan was the best individual at 24th individual. Individually, he finished at two over. Gopher website described it as the best day the team has had all season in their Friday play. So congrats to all of them. Again, later on, we're talking about Gopher basketball. Trey Williams enters the transfer portal, the fourth Gopher to do so. So what's it going to look like for Ben Johnson when he does start putting together a team here? He needs to start getting players and say the transfer portal over losing them to it. We'll talk more about that in just a minute. And also later on, Gopher hockey season came to an end over the weekend. We'll talk about the loss to Minnesota State and also what happens next for the Gophers as they're starting to look like a bit of a team who's stuck in a rut as far as getting to the Frozen Four and a national championship. That's coming up later on the show as well. Before we get to any of that though, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline covers everything from sports, like the NCAA tournament now, of course, to award shows, TV shows, and reality TV, too. You can get real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They've got you covered on anything for the news, scores, and odds. It's your one-stop shop for all your betting needs. And we'll even give you some free money now as well. Go over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's locked on for 50% on a welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get some free money and make some money over at betonline.ag. We'll be right back in just a minute. Nate Dickinson with Locked On Golden Gophers. Another one gone for Minnesota basketball. Trey Williams hits the transfer portal. He is the fourth gopher to do so since the end of the season. We'll talk about what it means for Ben Johnson going forward and everything else that happened over the weekend in Minnesota basketball as Johnson, as of today, has now been Gophers head coach for one week. You're listening into Locked On Golden Gophers. You can get all the sports news you need, though, in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport, with the help of our local experts, of course. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
All right, moving on to Minnesota Gopher basketball now. The Gophers lose Trey Williams, who, if you watched this season, you don't think of as a huge contributor for this team. He's been really good in spots, but he was not one of the big, big players for this squad. If you were saying during the season that, hey, Trey Williams is going to transfer somewhere else, it would make sense. He's a guy who right now is getting opportunities at Minnesota, but maybe not the most that he could go somewhere else, somewhere a little bit smaller. He could be like a leader on a team, be able to let himself shine a little bit more. So he's doing that now. And as he enters the transfer portal, though, he leaves an opportunity at Minnesota that maybe could have been turning into one where he could have led. The Gophers lost three different players already in Marcus Carr, then Jamal Mashburn Jr. It was no secret that there were leadership availabilities there already. Sam Freeman also entered the transfer portal over the weekend as well. He's player number three, but the Gophers had not used him very much in his time with Minnesota. But in a guy like Trey Williams leaving, you start to lose some of that even depth that you had way, way back. And as he leaves an opportunity to become a big player next season, you don't think about it, but he was a guy who started 13 games out of 27 this year. He was only a sophomore. Richard Patino had not used him a lot, but he was somebody who had been getting developed into a player who would be big especially if a guy like Marcus Carr and Jamal Mashburn are not there on that team. There were a lot of minutes there to be had. Trey Williams was going to get a lot of them. And maybe you didn't think about the fact that he started half of this team's games this year. He accounted for six points per game and took six shots while also taking three threes per game as well. He was never a big player, but he would have been if he had stayed at Minnesota. And instead, he decides to take a hike as well. And you can't blame him. This team has already lost three big players who obviously affect things competitively on the court, but at the same time, like a team's a team. And this guy lost a good third or quarter of its team just in the last couple of weeks and its head coach. So wanting to jump ship now, I don't think you can blame anybody for. But Trey Williams left an opportunity to be a leader at Minnesota. Last week to end the week, I made the case that transfer players are going to want to come to Minnesota because they have that opportunity. Trey Williams had the same opportunity. You could argue had a leg up because he had already been here. And he's a guy who had already been contributing for the Gophers before. And he decides to take a hike. So maybe it's just time to reevaluate a little bit what this guy in Ben Johnson can do right away. Because that was my argument last week is saying that, hey, Guys aren't going to want to go somewhere where they can't get playing time and can't get exposure. In Minnesota, you have an opportunity to be a number one guy on a Big Ten team if you're good enough to do it. And that's what's appealing to transfer players. I know it's a different story in a guy leaving Minnesota compared to a guy trying to come to a new opportunity. But I will say that maybe my argument wasn't as powerful or isn't as powerful as I would like to think it is. Because you saw, again, evidence of another guy leaving that opportunity to be a leader at a Minnesota program that he had already been a part of and had become attached to, at least in some way or another. And now Minnesota has to go out and try to convince guys that aren't already attached to Minnesota, that don't already have relationships with this city and this school, and tell them, hey, you can be the guy who can do that, while other guys who also could have are already heading out. It makes it harder. 
every single time Minnesota loses one of these players. And I know it's tough. And again, everyone's going through it right now. Penn State just lost six players on the same day into the transfer portal not too long ago. Minnesota's suffering through the same thing, and they are all, all looking at this pool now because it's going to really, really shake up, maybe more so than it has ever before, the college basketball season next year. Minnesota can be a competitive team, but it's not going to be with any of the guys that made Minnesota competitive this year. And I understand that's a change that maybe a whole lot of college basketball fans or college sports fans in general who are old-fashioned guys who don't want that to be the case. They want to be able to build programs and build athletes who are going to have legends and memories of their times at the school. But the fact of the matter is, those kind of legends can be made in one season. And Minnesota has the opportunity to be a competitive team next year. And it's only way it's going to do it is by getting those guys who are only going to be spending one or two years with Minnesota right now. So while it's not the same kind of college basketball that maybe you grew up loving, where you're learning about players over the course of four years and watching them grow as basketball players and feeling like they really belong to the community as much as the fans do and everything else. Maybe that's not what college basketball is anymore with the one duns and the transfers now that seem to be taking over and everything else. But the Gophers have an opportunity now to be competitive next season and in a chance where I don't think they would be in the same way without it. And the players have a chance to get a fresh start. A coach like Ben Johnson has a chance to do something right away with his fresh start at Minnesota. I've kind of veered off what I wanted to talk about here, but that, I guess that's just, I think there's a beauty in being able to uh, at least have a hope all the time. Because if there weren't transfer portal guys, yeah, you'd have Jamal Mashburn and everybody who is left not leaving, but you'd have guys who were also, you have to think about not happy in Minnesota. And at the same time, may not have been able to compete if you didn't bring in anybody else at the level that Minnesota may be able to if they can bring in the right guys. That's the kind of road I've been trying to get to, is while Ben Johnson is going to have that kind of advertisement available to a guy on a transfer portal, that, hey, this is a new chance at a fresh start, as we've said before plenty of times, on a Big Ten team to be the top guy if you can take over the spot. He is going to have to start at least off with players that are either A, brought in through the transfer portal that he did not recruit and are really just the best of whatever's available, and B, work with the remains of whoever doesn't leave for Minnesota and then have to try and develop those young guys, who is basically all that's left. Guys who could really, really not, uh, or really, really don't have the kind of experience yet to know who they're going to be, and those aren't his guys either. Those are Richard Patino recruits. And a lot of them now, after he's been gone for a couple of years, weren't even there when he was an assistant either. So he's starting off with a mix of, in this first season, guys who he didn't recruit in any way. Obviously, that was going to be the case no matter what happened at a first-year head coaching job. But guys who also haven't played together or just haven't played at all. Because a lot of the big minutes guys from Minnesota are already out the door. 
It's a situation where you kind of give Ben Johnson an excuse already to not be very good, obviously, this year if Minnesota ends up flopping, but also even next year maybe if the Gophers can't figure this out right away. And I don't think Minnesota fans are thinking about that enough. The idea that with everybody who has left for the Gophers, the next two years, Minnesota could easily be very bad, and you could very easily at the end of it be saying that it's not really Ben Johnson's fault at all. Be saying to yourself that I haven't even begun as a fan to judge what Ben Johnson can do because I haven't been able to see him get his guys out there on the court. And it'll be a fair thing to say because it'll still be true. You need to realize, if you're a Minnesota basketball fan, that these next couple of years could be pretty, pretty brutal. And while you've had the luxury over the last couple of years to yell at Richard Pitino about it, the hand that Ben Johnson's being dealt right now would suggest that you're not going to be able to yell at him at least right away in the same way. You're going to have to be patient with this guy. It's not something that's been a strong suit for Minnesota fans. But patience is something you're going to have to have as you try to start something with a guy that Mark Coyle is hoping will be a lifer for Minnesota. He played high school basketball here, was a captain on the team, was an assistant with the team. It's the foundation of somebody who could end up being, if it works out, the next 20, 25, 30-year head coach at the same school. That's the kind of thing that Mark Coyle's trying to build with this hire. Of course, it has to start working first. And at least for the first couple of years, there's a whole lot right now to suggest that it won't, and that Ben Johnson's going to have still a whole lot of time left after those years to prove to us that he can get it done. Now, I don't know how long the leash is going to be, but it's definitely something where you have to start thinking about, all right, when exactly do I want the Gophers to be really good again? Is it 2022? Is that when I want to start to see the turnaround? And again, we'll have in these next couple of years as Johnson starts to bring in players, even if Minnesota isn't winning games, we'll be able to see, all right, are these new guys at least being able to be more competitive? We'll, of course, have the recruiting rankings on all of them, and everyone wants to know if the Gophers are going to be able to bring in Minnesota talent too, so that'll be a factor in whether or not fans like him or not. There will be plenty for fans to complain about. I'm not saying that. But as far as big picture stuff, if the next two years are both duds, you could easily argue that, yeah, well, you could have brought in any coach and the next two years were going to be pretty tough for Minnesota. That's not Ben Johnson's fault. That's where it is right now with the program. And again, I could easily be talking a different tune in the next couple of months, depending on who Ben Johnson can bring in in the transfer portal. But as of right now, things are looking pretty grim. And I don't know how much, even if Minnesota is able to get some of the guys they're targeting right now, that those players are going to be able to step up and make Minnesota better than they were this season. Because remember, we were thinking Minnesota had a pretty good, talented roster this year, and they couldn't get it done. Can the transfer portal make Minnesota better than what it was this year? I don't know. But I mean, that's the question, at least right now. We'll be right back in just a minute with more on Minnesota hockey team loses in the Elite Eight of the NCAA Tournament. And right now, we are also in the middle of our Built Bar Madness Tournament. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best te testi testing, tasting, best tasting 
It's the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. But we've been trying to figure out now which Built Bar is best in Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Caramel Brownie against Coconut Brownie Chunk, or Caramel Brownie against Coconut Brownie Chunk, if you say it like that. You can vote on them over at BuiltBar.com or on Twitter at Built underscore Bar. And also, remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. That's 15% off at BuiltBar.com with the code LOCKEDON15. Get out there and vote today. We're going to have our championship at the end of the week this week. We'll be right back here talking gopher hockey on Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson with the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Gophers. Nate Dickinson in with you. We're talking gopher hockey and the end of the season for the Minnesota men's hockey team in just a minute. The NFL Draft, though, is just around the corner, and it's time to start following our NFL Draft duo on Locked On. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL podcast is your daily draft news and mocked draft podcast. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and Draft Dudes on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's talk about the end of the season for Minnesota hockey. Wanted to wrap up with this because not a happy subject as the gopher hockey season comes to an end in the Elite Eight. Minnesota falling to Minnesota State Mankato in a matchup that I said last week was probably the toughest matchup for a team that was of the four ranked seeded teams going into the Elite Eight. Gophers had to go up against Minnesota State Mankato and face off against a defender and goalie who was the best in the country or one of. And an offense that, as we saw on Sunday night, could explode at any time and did for a 4-0 win over the Gophers. Mankato won just its second NCAA tournament game after also winning on Saturday. Minnesota had picked up a 7-2 win against Omaha, Nebraska on Saturday night that I was very excited to talk about here today as Minnesota was hopefully going to be headed over to Pittsburgh for the Frozen Four. A 4-0 loss, obviously not the way you want to end such a great season especially one with such high expectations, with the Gophers winning the Big Ten tournament, being consistently ranked in the top four throughout the entire season. I don't know if there was a week when Minnesota fell below that point. And with Minnesota having not been to the NCAA tournament's Frozen Four for seven years, it seemed like all the pieces were coming together at the right time for the Gophers to be able to make this run. We talked about it during the Big Ten tournament. This team had faced that diversity in the postseason in that tournament to set it up perfectly for a run here in the NCAAs. The Gophers had to come from behind. They had to win in overtime in the Big Ten tournament. Things that they hadn't done in the regular season that would have otherwise been the question marks for the Gophers going into this tournament. And after Minnesota passes all of those tests, they lay an egg here in the second round of the NCAAs. And congrats to Minnesota State Mankato, obviously, as well. The Mavericks had never won an NCAA tournament game and are now going to the Frozen Four for the first time after a whole lot of years leading up to this point of being a really good hockey team and not being deserving of a program that had not been to this point before. So they'll make it there. There are three Minnesota teams in the Final Four. 
but it stings for the Gophers to not be able to be one of them as Minnesota State Mankato takes their spot in Pittsburgh. As far as the game itself, I mentioned a 4-0 loss. The Mavericks controlled the puck extremely well throughout the entire game. That was the big narrative throughout the night from pretty much everybody watching. Um, Minnesota State was able to jump out to a first period lead, which was what was cited by Bob Motzkow, Bob Motzkow, Bob Motzko as the biggest thing, really. Because the Gophers, as he explained post-game, had to play the night game on Saturday. Minnesota State had an opportunity to get some more rest. So right off the bat, Minnesota State kind of jumped on things, as Motzko put it at least, and jumped out to an early 2-0 lead. Minnesota had a couple of penalties in that first period, and Motzko said after the game, that the team just did not survive the first period. They needed to survive that first period, and it didn't happen. In that first period, Motsko uh, and his squad ends up with the two penalties, goes down 14-5 to in shots on goal, and loses 16 out of 23 face-offs in the first 20 minutes. It, it was a dominant first 20 for Minnesota State Mankato. Outside of that, up until the third period, and for the next, I guess you would call, 30 minutes after that first intermission, it was a hard-fought hockey game. Both teams played really well. Nobody ever scored, as these two goalies, who we already explained, are two of the best, if not the two best in the country, were able to really do battle in the middle. The Mavericks just got out to that early lead, and in the third period, Minnesota had to take some uh, risks. Minnesota State was able to score a third goal right in the middle of that third period, and then an empty netter at the end, Ends up ending Minnesota's season for good, nailing the final coffin in a 4-0 loss in the second round of a 16-team tournament, the final eight teams in the NCAA. It's a tough way to end a season for Minnesota that had, again, those expectations of breaking some slumps as far as Minnesota hockey standards go. Having not been to a Frozen Four in seven in what will be now eight years, having still not won an NCAA championship in 18 and now 19 years, these hockey fans have high expectations. This is the state of hockey. And right now, there's a whole lot of other teams in the state of hockey competing for Minnesota hockey fans' attention. There's a whole lot of young hockey fans who are not growing up Gopher fans. They're growing up Mavericks fans. Or St. Cloud State fans. Or Minnesota Duluth fans. So, the Minnesota Gophers obviously know how important it is to win in this sport. And Minnesota hockey has one of the best programs in hockey still and is still pulling in the best recruiting classes in the country every year. It's not like this program's in any sort of danger by any means. But, again, it's not the team that's on the come up right now. Not even the team that's number one in the state right now. If a trend like that continues, I don't know what can happen. But as far as the drought for Minnesota, it's nothing to worry about as far as what this team's status is, the season didn't end in a title. But you can at least take a little bit of, I guess, calm in knowing that you didn't lose a title and you're upset about it. You didn't win a title and you're upset about it, right? Like this was a win a title or I'm going to be upset season. Not a lot of schools get to be able to have those. So be able to at least know that you have a luxury of having a team that's so good that you have those high of expectations, I guess is all that I'm saying. We're going to talk more about everything going on in Gopher sports over the next week. 
The Minnesota's Pro Day is coming up later this week. We'll talk about that. Also, women's gymnastics this weekend has its NCAA regional. All that's breaking down as we get into the week of Minnesota Golden Gopher sports, and you'll be able to follow all of it right here on Locked On Golden Gophers. Until tomorrow, Nate Dickinson, you're listening into Locked On Golden Gophers. Row the boat, Sky Uma, go Gophers.